everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Bree. And I'm Alex. And this is the Damn Strong Podcast. How's it going, Alex? How uh, how was your weekend? It's been, a, okay, let me just, let me rewind from that. It's been okay. an insane week. So I went viral on TikTok, which yes. I know you are very accustomed to going viral. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but yours is insane. Mine was insane. I yeah. never, okay, you say that, but like, I've never had the amount of growth that you had in like literally 24 hours. Yeah. It's insane. 16 to 82,000 followers in like four or five days. Um, 3.4 million views on a video, on one video. Um, A lot of messages, a lot of comments. Like, oh man, we could make an entire episode on the misinformation in my comments. Like people are just like, kind of like battling a little bit. And it's like, sometimes I come in there and post, you know, it's, there's too many comments to be able to respond to That's why it was viral because- the more yeah. controversial, and it's sad that that topic is controversial, but like- It's not the more... even controversial. It's just like, here, here's why it got so and many And that's comments. where people are commenting about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. 99% of the comments were like very positive. I guess I should give a recap. It was just a video that was like, how much protein should I be having per day? And it was yeah. like, if you have 30 plus pounds to lose, use your goal weight rather than current body weight. That right. is not like some scientific like- PubMed article type thing. It's yeah. just a good rule of thumb. If you're 300 yeah. pounds trying to get in like 300 pounds or 300 grams of protein is very unrealistic. And it's what ridiculous. Bree and I do with our clients and with the people that follow us is we try to make this more accessible for you. Right. And so like, that's just a way to make it more realistic and accessible. It's not a 300 grams of protein would be a bad thing. Um, but anyways, so a lot of comments, 99% of them were like really, really nice and helpful. And like, wait, how much protein should I have? 1% attacked me. (laughs) They were mean too. They were, they were mean. One of them, one of them I screenshotted because it was, it hurt me so bad. It cut so deep. It cut so deep that I, I might like print it out and put it on the wall of my gym. Like I'm on that like wooden wall. It said, you are way too average looking to be giving advice. That's me. It's like, bro, I can deadlift 500 pounds. I, I, yeah, true. Like, I don't know if I'm average. If 500 pound deadlift is average, we got some strong motherfucking humans. (laughs) 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 So like, but I didn't, I didn't respond. I just gave a bunch of crying, laughing emojis, but realistically, I was like, damn really yeah Dang. like to, to the, well get used to it because as you get bigger they just the comments come more and more every time i give some type yeah. of advice it's 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 about how how i look yep. should qualify me or yeah. and it's you typically well it's more, more so advice of like an exercise or whatever it's like i would na- never take advice from her she didn't look like she works out right like yeah. all the time so just you want to you want to trigger our body dysmorphia <laughs> tell us about how the way we look changes the advice we give like <laughs> right and i've spent years learning this stuff and now you're yeah. disqualifying us because like we're nine months into a bulk like come yeah. on now <laughs> come on right so that was pretty yeah. crazy um you know just business growth you know tiktok doesn't convert the same way instagram does so if i went from like seven thousand or eight thousand followers to like eighty thousand followers on instagram that'd be totally different yeah um, but still pretty but cool still. Then this weekend, we went to the Taylor Swift concert, had floor seats, which was crazy. Maddie looked amazing. She was so cute. Um, Got a lot of, she got a lot of compliments on her boots and like, you know, on my Instagram. She She looked incredible. Yeah, she looked great. And then, so it was like, you know, very poppin' day in Detroit. And then 
we start heading back. We have to, we find the Uber. That was like a whole thing. This guy was a miraculous driver. Wait, did you go from Detroit back home? No, we stayed overnight. Yeah. So we stayed the night in Detroit. So we got in, we drove into Detroit, parked like three miles away at a hotel, which they didn't even have enough parking for us. They were selling parking for $10 a night, which is another thing. But they like, we, we paid $418 for this hotel room and you're not going to save a parking spot for us? Come on now. Right. So we had to park across the street down like this crazy, like oh sketchy alley in Detroit. It's yeah. a whole thing. It's fine. So we get back after the hotel. We're exhausted. It's like midnight, midnight 30. And we go up to this. We, we get in the elevator. We go up to the sixth floor. We're walking down the hallway and Maddie like touches me on my arm. I'm looking down at my phone, like responding to Instagram comments and stuff. Yeah. And... um. Maddie like touched me on my arm and she looks like scared and our our door is like at the end of the hallway on the right and I'm like looking over at her I'm like did you see something what's going on and she like can't speak like she's not saying anything normally she would just like say something but she like didn't speak and I was like what what did you what'd you fucking see and she didn't say anything and so I was like whatever so at this point I'm like ready to fight somebody, you know, thinking there's like somebody who's like about to attack us, like waiting around a corner. And so I go and um, we start walking down the hall and you know how like every hotel, like set of doors kind of has like, it's pushed in a little bit, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we get, we're at like 614 or something like that or 602 right now. And we're walking down and at like 610 or 612, the hotel, you know, the room number, there's a man standing there completely naked what? outside of his hotel room holding his giblets in his hands and like trying to cover his face with his shoulder like he's like embarrassed or something what? he's wearing this like neon green jock strap type looking thing like he was there for a party he was there <laughs> i don't know what he, what was on the other side of that room but he was locked out with no phone Oh, no. Unless he was holding it along with his, you know, his nuts and stuff. And so I'm just like, oh, my God. So we get into our hotel room and like it looked nice from the pictures. But then we like we get in there and I knew like when we first got there, when we first checked in, I was like, damn it, this is not what I thought it was. This hotel. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we get in and like I'm just like I'm pretty frustrated at this point. You know, yeah. like I'm pretty like, pretty like what do they just see in my hallway? What are we getting ourselves into? Exactly. And so then I like go to lock the door and you know how they have like that latch, you know, that you can yeah. put over like that, like metal bolt right. on the door. Yeah. The latch is not fully screwed in. And so like, I can send you a video after this. I can like, I could pull it out with, if I held my hand on it and sneezed, it would have pulled out no strength oh, at all. Just no. like a little jerk. So I'm like, oh, great. You know, you need like a key card to unlock the door and all that, but it's just right. like, but so you just I, hear about all the stories of like employees having a key card. And so right. it's just like safety wise. Yeah. So then I put a door and like barricaded the door with like a yeah, chair, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, so that was, that was pretty crazy overall. Really fun night. Taylor Swift is an awesome performer. Um, Maddie, yeah. it was probably like one of the best days of her entire life. And she cried. So like, I was just happy for her, you know, um, cool event though. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy being there? Like, did you know Um, any Taylor Swift songs besides like, you know, I know, like I know Taylor Swift songs, but I I don't know like all the words, like all the lyrics or anything like that. The the chorus main. Yeah. You know, um, like shake it off, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. Love Um, story maybe. Yeah, sure. Love story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, so it was like a good time. Like for me, I'm not really the person I was telling Maddie, 
there were these two women in front of us and they were just dancing and free flowing and singing and having a good time. I was like, I'm so happy for them. And that's not me. I wish it was to a degree, you know, that I could just be like singing and dancing. I'm sure you know that about me is like, I stood like this, just like this, just hand, just hands over, just, just kind of sitting there and kind of bobbing a little bit. And and then, and like Maddie was trying to explain like some of the lore to me, like there's a snake on the screen and I'm like, yeah, what does that mean? And she's like, that's her (laughs) reputation album. We're in a new era. And I'm like, like, okay, cool. Nice. You know, like I, I had a general idea, but, um, but anyways, I was really happy for her. The naked man in the hallway was like really crazy. Um, yeah. Anyway, how was your weekend? Um, it was good. It was not very busy, which was nice. I feel like for the next, gosh, literally the next like five weekends, I have something going on. So, and then we're moving and all of that. So this weekend was really chill. I enjoyed every moment of that before the kind of the, the chaos not really chaos, just busyness of everything arrives. So busy. counting down the days until you're moving. I know we literally have two more podcasts that we're filming where I'm in this room and then, Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> then I you'll know. be in your own office. Yeah, That will be nice. Cause I don't have to coordinate with Sage, sure. you know, cause I, people don't know Sage and I work in the same exact room with desks and everything. So we have to coordinate a lot of his calls with podcasts and all that. And it'll be nice just to be in, be in my own office. Awesome. Yep. 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 All right, we want to hop into this into this episode. Let's do it. Okay, so today we're talking about yo-yo dieting versus bulking and dieting, or bulking bulk. I think it would be better to say bulking and cutting. Those yeah. yo-yo you know, dieting versus bulk cut cycles. Is, cycle. Is there we go. Versus, I like you put that. Yeah, um, I got this question uh, a few days ago, maybe a week or so ago, maybe two weeks ago, from a follower named Kate. And I thought it was such a good question. I gave her an answer, but then I said, I thought this was such a good question that I want to make a post about this. And then I told Brie about it and we were like, let's just make a podcast episode about this because there's a lot of stuff we could talk about and it'd probably be too much for just a, an Instagram post. So, right. But yeah, her question was ultimately correct if I'm wrong. Like what's the difference between these two? Like essentially they look the same. So how is this not, how are they not the same thing? Yeah, you always hear people saying like yo-yo dieting is so bad, but like right. I feel like the the why is missing. Like why is it so yeah. bad? And yeah. also just yeah, what's the difference between if you're doing bulking cutting cycles? Isn't that basically the same thing yeah, as you're doing going a yo-yo? Up and down, up and down the same yeah. way. Yeah, and that's a really really good. Um, that's a good good question. And yeah. so we're gonna tackle that today. Yeah. So I first kind of just googled like what's the definition of yo-yo dieting? I, there's not probably like one definition, but as I was scrolling through and looking, it was just kind of, you know, the repeated loss and gain of weight, like very just simple and bland. I was like, there's actually a lot that I feel like it's missing. And that's what we're going to dive into more. Um, and then, you know, if you looked up bulking and cutting, those each have their own definition of bulking would be, you know, eating in a calorie surplus to, in, to put on muscle and cutting would be eating in a calorie deficit to lose body fat. And so you could probably apply that to yo dieting, your, you know, repeated loss and gain. And that repeated loss and gain is coming from being in a deficit and being in a caloric surplus. So then it's like, okay, well then what's the difference behind those two? Yeah. And I, I like that um, you had written down that like this was your note that it comes from losing control. And yeah. I think that's the most important thing is a, a lot of times Bree and I and other, you know, solid coaches will recommend going about fat loss, especially if it's your first time going about it pretty conservatively. 
you know, right. don't feel like you have to go guns blazing, try to lose as much weight as fast as possible. Because what we're worried about is that you are going to be so restrictive that you'll rebound. You'll feel like, right. okay, at the end of this air quote, whenever the end is that you're going to be like, okay, shackles are off, you know, handcuffs are off. Now I get to go crazy. Now yeah. it's the end of this phase. Now I can go nuts and just eat whatever I want. Right. And that's kind of what we see with restrictive diets too. Like keto, potentially intermittent fasting. Um, I don't know. Whole well, there 30, was maybe, you know, whole 30, sure. those yeah. things too. Yeah. Sure. Things that limit, I guess, honestly, any fun, somewhat yeah. processed foods. Exactly. And so that is kind of how I see yo-yo dieting personally is like putting these severe restrictions on yourself, dropping weight very, very, very quickly. And then the restrictions are off and you go nuts. You know, you yeah. go back to your like old style or old way of eating. And my personal, what I would worry about is the faster you lose weight. Let me back up a little bit. When we lose weight, we are losing, we're reducing the amount of energy that our body holds, right? right. So That's our right. body can hold energy pretty much in both adipose tissue or body fat, as well as lean mass. If we try to lose weight too fast, we will there's an upper limit on how much we can lose from body fat in a given day, probably. Um, and so if we try to go faster than that upper limit, then we're at risk of losing muscle at the same time. Yeah. If we lose muscle, that's not great. You know, yeah. it's, it, it'll come back quickly. So it's that's a net negative almost. It's a net argue. negative. Yeah. I almost would say like strong net negative. Um, now don't be too alarmed because it will come back. So like you regain muscle at a very, very fast rate. But if somebody wasn't lifting weights, let's say somebody isn't lifting weights, they go with an aggressive cut. They drop, let's say 20 pounds, 10 from that being body fat, 10 from that being lean mass. Let's say they go from 170 to 150 in this time. And then they're like, oh, shackles are off. I hit it. I hit 150. This was my goal weight. Um, now I'm just going to eat back to the way I was. Well, the, the, they, the way you were eating got you up to this 170 or you know whatever weight you're at. And so if then you go back up in weight up to 170, you probably didn't gain much lean mass, or at least yeah. you gained a disproportionate amount of lean mass versus body fat. So you didn't go 10-10 the way you lost it. Maybe you right. gained two or three pounds of muscle and then 17, 18 pounds of body fat. Right. So you're, you're hurting your body composition over time by reducing your lean mass, increasing your adipose tissue, but staying at roughly the same weight. Yeah. This is very yeah, You're actually now in a worse spot than you probably were, than you were before. You're a higher body fat percentage, yeah. which yeah. it's not Even like we want to- Even though you're the same to... weight, yep. you're now a higher body fat percentage because you have less muscle. Yeah. And so- yeah. Did I miss anything there? I felt like I was really going at that for a while. No, no. I was wanting you to keep going. I just want to pop that in there that you're in a worse mm -hmm. spot now and point that out. But I want you to keep going if you have more on yeah, that. Because I, I loved how you were saying all of that stuff. So then my, my, I guess my advice to you would be, you know, if you find yourself in a yo-yo dieting pattern would be one, number one, I'd say lift weights. If we are lifting weights, we're taking our sets close to failure, um, you don't have to be super, super structured with this, but if you have no idea where to start, Brie and I both have group training programs with a yeah. seven day free trial. You can try out either one of ours. Um, you know, she's great at programming. I'm great at programming. Um, try out either one. Seriously. You or, can or honestly both. join both. Yeah. yeah with the free trial. For a seven day free trials. See what you like. Yeah. See what you like. Exactly. Eventually with our, uh, with our app that's coming out later this yeah. year, we are putting our, 
programming brains together yes. and uh, like seriously cannot wait for that. I'm so excited for that. I know, um, but anyway, off that a little promo there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so what I would say is if you can start lifting weights, then when you lose weight, you are going to be able to retain muscle at a higher rate and potentially even gain muscle while you're losing yeah. weight. This is very, very important. Yeah. Um, and then when you go back up in weight, if you do go back and up in weight, you'll be gaining lean mass at a faster rate than you would be if you weren't lifting weights. Yeah. When we gain weight, we are still putting a little bit of lean mass on, but that is accelerated by like an insane percentage. If we're lifting weights, if we're yeah. just eating and just like going up a hundred pounds, not going to gain that much muscle. You gain a bit, but like not that much. But if you're lifting weights, you go up, you know, a bunch of weight, then great. Yeah. Um, So that'd be my number one recommendation is, you know, lift weights. My number, my second recommendation would be slow it down on both ends. I think the yo-yo dieting perspective. You say slow it down on both ends. What both ends are you talking about? Both fat loss and like the weight loss and the weight gain perspective. So if you want to go these routes of, you know, bulking and cutting cycles. If you're interested in that, um, I would say slow it down in terms of how fast you want to lose weight and then slow it down, especially, especially, especially slow it down how fast you want to gain weight. We're not gaining more than a pound or two of muscle per month on the high end. So if you're gaining much above that, like if you're trying to bulk and you're putting on five, 10 pounds a month, whoa, you're, you're going way too fast about it. You're putting on way too much more body fat than is necessary by far. Um, yeah, I feel like, I I feel like I've gotten a pretty good handle on that right now. Um, I guess the other thing I would say is like, if you've struggled with yo-yo dieting and you don't want to anymore and you're like not trying to do these bulking cutting cycles, yeah, try to find balance, you know, and like, that was where I was going to go with this a hundred percent. Yeah. I want you to take the reins here. Well, it's funny. I I never realized this actually would, well, there's no way I could know this ahead of time, but I just got off the call with a a new client and she really struggles with the extremes of she's either, you know, eating past her fullness or she's completely starving herself. She's having a hard time finding the in-between. I was like, look, honestly, I know you're wanting to lose body fat, but I would love if we started not on the the route of fat loss. I would love if we could find that balance for you first. And then once we find that balance, then go into fat loss. I was like, and I'm open to experiencing, experimenting with fat loss first. We could, the great part about your journey is it's your journey and we could go into fat loss first. And if it absolutely sucks because we're really struggling with, with that, we can go to finding balance. But I was like, my advice would be is that we start with, let's start with, you know, when you are eating something in front of you and you get full, you stop. Or when you are hungry, you eat and you just give yourself a serving. And then if you're hungry, you can always go back and get more. We should first start with finding that balance and then go from there. And something that she said, she's like, well, I also have my wedding that's next year and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, I get that. And like, if we want to make progress, we can, but we have to remember and also understand, like, we're talking about the rest of your life here. And so it's more important for me to find balance for you for the rest of your life than to just try our best and really dig in a fat loss that isn't even that successful in the first place. And just like, you know, spin our wheels without getting traction just because you have this wedding next year. I go, it's totally an important event. I'm not saying it's not important, but I would, my best advice to you is I would like for us to start at a point where we try to try to get you out of this extreme overeating, extreme undereating, find balance. And once we find that, then we go into fat loss. And if we start that way, 
we may not make as much progress as you want to by the time your wedding comes around next year. But I was like, I honestly, and I was saying this, you know, in a nice way, like, I don't really care because I'm more so worried about the rest of your life than this one event. We'll still make progress. Like we will maybe not as much progress as you want to, but who cares because we're going to make progress for your wedding and then for the rest of your life. And so my biggest advice to anyone that's struggling with yo-yo dieting is maybe just stop with the fat loss goal. Like for just, a, and usually people who struggle with yo-yo dieting have been trying to lose the same 10, 20, whatever pounds for the last 10 years. And you just need to take a break for a second and just live in maintenance for a while and actually understand what that feels like. I feel like you had something that you kind of want to pop in there, Alex, and say. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, <clears throat> I already know the answer and I know you already know the answer. So I'm setting yes. you up for a home run here. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm nervous now. No, no, no. I know you'll nail it. Um, you're great coaching first off by, you know, kind of giving her the rundown of like, we can do this, but here's why I would recommend doing this. Ultimately you're still letting her choose, but you're just giving her the information for what you've experienced as a coach, what you know, as a coach and and kind of giving her your insights. I think that's great coaching. What are you worried about happening for her and for other clients that kind of go that route or maybe not even clients, but people who go that route of like, Oh, I have a wedding next year. I need to lose as much weight as fast as possible right now. What are you worried about? With her specific situation with, with trying to do that. It's like, we're not, we're going to spin our wheels and not get anywhere. It is my, I don't know if that's what you were lining this up for, but mine is, you said it on either a previous podcast or sometime when we were talking, but like the worst feeling is being in a deficit and I'm doing air quotes, being in a deficit and not losing weight where you're, you're doing all the effort to track your food, to not eat out on the weekends or eat out, but making sure you're tracking and you're spinning your wheels, but you're not getting any traction. And that's my biggest fear is like if people try to go as fast as possible, as much as they can, it's like one, you're not going to be very adherent and you're actually probably going to go slower. And so, you know, I told this client like, yeah, we're, we, you know, we could hop into a fat loss phase now, if it doesn't work out, then hop out of it. That's, that's totally possible. But it actually might be faster if we didn't even try that. We just actually find balance for you. And then we go into fat loss because if we trial the fat loss phase, we have to trial that. If it doesn't work, then we have to go to maintenance. We actually added time that we won't be able to be in a fat loss phase to your wedding, which isn't a bad thing. Some people need to, some people need to go through that and go through a fat loss phase and know, okay, this is not what I need to be doing to actually know it's not what they need to be doing. So there's nothing wrong if that takes longer, but it's potentially could be the longer route. And so I don't, is, is that what you were teeing me up for or? Yeah, I think you nailed okay. it. People need okay. to learn balance before they learn restriction. Yeah. Like if you, if all you've known is this very aggressive, very intense restriction, and you've yeah. never found balance in food, you're yeah. going about this the whole wrong way. Yeah. My biggest concern is like somebody, yeah, like you said, is going to feel like they're in a deficit without being in a deficit, which is a horrible, miserable, miserable place to be yeah. both trying to coach that person and, right. and being that person. It's very frustrating. Right. What I would be very concerned about is just you know, like I said earlier, the rebound weight, you know, it's yeah. like you do all these aggressive tactics and it's like, did you learn anything? Yeah. Did you learn how to maintain this on your own? Did you learn yeah. how to maintain the results that you've worked so hard for? So yeah, yeah, I think that's some great coaching. Learn how to sustain your body weight before you learn how to lose it because otherwise you're screwed at the, on the other side of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's exceptions to everything we're saying too. You know, there's definitely people who come to me who, who struggle with, you know, maybe maintaining on the weekends or not maintaining, but following through with their, their fat loss protocols on the weekends. And like, for those, it's like, okay, you know, it, it's all per client and what they're struggling with. It just depends. But I think 
so many people spend so much time. Like I just have to be more restrictive. If I, I put a reel out one time and it was like, I was always the girl where every time I wasn't consistent, I restricted more. And I thought if I was just stricter on myself, I'd be more consistent, which now looking back, that's so backwards. It's like, if you can't be diligent with something really small, how are you going to be diligent with something even more extreme? And so the same thing applies just like when you're having that yo-yo dieting, it's, it typically comes from that extreme stuff. It's like, okay, well, if you can't get hit 10,000 steps a day, just try to hit 2000 every day. And once you do that every day up one day that you hit 5,000 per day and then build upon that. And once you be consistent, then you just work upon from there. Yeah. It's like if, you know, you're, you're teaching your kid how to do mathematics and you know, they're, 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 they're dealing with like addition and subtraction and you're like, let's get into calculus too. Because like, you suck at addition and subtraction. You, you're you so bad suck. at it. We're going to make it more extreme. We're going to make it more extreme. Yeah. No, like we need no, to, it, yeah. yeah. The, the shooting the basketball was too hard. We're going to dunk today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the same logic that you're every time you restrict more because you're not being consistent enough. That's you're applying that same logic. Get better at the basics before you try to sprint. You know, yeah. we're not, we're not, if, if I'm teaching a toddler how to take his first step, I'm not like, why is this kid not sprinting? What an idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we um, talked a lot through, I think what yo-yo dieting was, and you said at the very beginning that it comes from really, I think the biggest thing comes from like losing control. And um, and I, so, I, I want to add in too, like the yeah. all or nothing mindset. Yeah. Like I feel like yo-yo That's dieting huge. is the all or nothing mindset exemplified in a dietary pattern. It's yes, somebody it is. is like, oh, I'm going to eliminate all of my favorite foods right now. Starting January 1st, I will never eat a cookie again. Yeah. For the next three months, I will not mm-hmm. eat a single cookie. I will come out of this going into hot girl summer looking like a god. Yeah. <laughs> that lasts two weeks. Because you right. went way too crazy with it. Like, right. yo, chill out. Take a right. step back. Just relax for a second. Take a deep breath. This is going to take longer than you hope for. Hate to be the right. bear of bad news, but it is. Yeah. What I like to do for this all or nothing mindset is set up, and for, for my clients, is set up a, uh, a spectrum. And so I say, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're going out to dinner and they're concerned about it. And they're like, I every time I go out to this dinner with this group of people, it's like I always overeat. And I say okay, you're feeling this all or nothing trap right now. And they're like, yeah, definitely. And that happens with workouts, with, with nutrition, whatever. And I say, what would be the absolute worst decision, you know, for, for yeah. this dinner? And they're like, well, I have two martinis, a glass of wine, two shots. I order, you know, super fatty steak. We get the mac and cheese. We get, you know, burger, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. You right. know making stuff up. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what would be the very best decision? And they say, I get a salad and water. It's like, yeah. okay, all right. So this is very different. Um, right. Okay, it's very different. And I say, do you do you think that is at, at all realistic if you're going out with friends, if you're going out with business partners, whoever it is, for you to not drink? And for some people, it's yes. But for most people, it's honestly just no. It's probably yeah. not because their friends are going to be like, oh, why aren't you drinking? Yada, yada, yada. Right, yeah. That's a whole conversation else. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, okay, let's meet in the middle. What would be like a kind of middle of the road? And they say, well, maybe I get maybe I get the burger, but I don't get the side of mac and cheese. I get a side salad and mm-hmm. I limit myself to two drinks. I'm like, wow, that is a very gay, great compromise. And yeah. then I always take it one step farther. I say, what's one step worse and one step better? So now we have five decisions to work off of, three, yeah. which are very realistic, right. but they're on a spectrum. And it's like, if you fell into this all or nothing mental trap, please do this exercise with yourself. Think about the absolute worst case scenario for your current goals. 
What's the yeah. best case scenario for your current goals? Find the middle ground, get a little bit of wiggle room and stick within that. Now you have a plan yeah. tonight. Yeah. Let me ask you when you, when you, I mean, when you ask them that spectrum and you say, what's the worst and the, in the least worst, the best case scenario, yeah. do you want them to be realistic or you just want to hear what they have I to say? Hear, for best I want to hear the I nuttiest. Yeah. I want to hear the absolute nuttiest. Yeah. Cause it's like, okay. it makes me, it, it, it just makes it fun. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it makes it yeah. fun. And like, I think the middle three is where we can get really realistic because most people are living within the confines of reality for most times. It's not like they're going out and having like 15 drinks, being, having to get dragged home, you know, like it's usually pretty realistic and people are so often people are way harder on themselves than they need to be. Yeah. And they feel like if I misstep, I will lose all of my progress and I'm moving away from my goals. And even just having the consciousness to understand that you do have goals and what you can do to work toward them is such a massive step. Like it cannot be overstated how important that just awareness is. Awareness is what will help you get closer to your goals more than anything else. Yeah. I, when you said awareness, that just reminded me of a client that texts me, this morning, just some of her logs from the weekend. And she went over 700 calories on Saturday, Saturday. And, um, my first response to her was like, I am so proud that you tracked when you went over because a lot of clients don't. Right. And she replied back. She goes, you know, I really thought about it, but then I realized I wasn't helping myself by not doing it. And I was like, that is nail on the head. Like you, you've got it. Because I was like, now I I was like, I'm not even mad that you went over. I would never be mad at you, but I'm not even mad that you went over 800 calories because you saw that. She also was like, wow, this is really eye opening how quickly alcohol adds up. And I was like, exactly. And so one, we had a huge learning moment from it Two, We can, we, we could adjust throughout the week if we wanted to. Um, and then I I said two, three, like it, she, did it anyway. She, she recognized that her not having that awareness harms her more than helps her. And so she was, she has that where she tracked it. And now we're just aware, like, Oh, wow. Now I see why I'm overdoing it on the weekends or how I'm overdoing on the weekends. Yeah. Being honest with your calorie tracker and your coach is probably the best thing you could do if you're going to, especially if you're like spending money on it. Like even if you're not, it's still a really good idea, but especially if you're sending spending money on like Brie or my coaching. Yeah. Please be honest with us. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like we're just gonna we're gonna be happy about it. We're gonna be so grateful. <laughs> yeah, it's just and because if we have the real hard facts, then we can actually problem solve. Absolutely. Yep. So absolutely. Um anything else you want to talk about on just specifically yo-yo dieting? No, I think we could go on to bulking and then and fat loss phases uh okay. next if you want to. Yeah. So the only thing I wanted to say is I feel like everything we talked about was really just talking about what yo-yo dieting is. It's a sense yeah. of like, um, Alex at the game, like it's losing control. Um, I even want to say like, there's not really a gosh, there's I want to strategy say, like, to it. Strategy. There we go. There's not a strategy, but I, I was hesitant on saying that because it's like the strategy is never eating a cookie. <laughs> right. right? It's just, yeah. There's not this, it's extreme. It's all or there's nothing. No nuance. It's lacking and nuance. It's, yeah. It's, and it's lacking reason, that grayness. Yes. And then the reason you probably have this losing control is because you're doing this all or nothing. And because you're losing control, you're like, if I just get more strict, it's just, it's a very extreme way to be as yo-yo dieting. So if we go into, to bulking and cutting, um, I put here in my notes, it's a purposeful phases of building muscle and losing body fat. And yeah. that's very important that it's like, it's, it's purposeful. And I put there's control and purpose behind each of these phases. And so it's a much more, 
I think you're going to think of the word I'm looking for. Intentional is the word I'm looking for. Intentional way of gaining weight and losing weight essentially for breaking that down simply. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Um, should we get into, I mean, briefly, should we touch on like the rates? Now I know we have podcasts specifically dedicated to, you know, fat loss, bulking. Yeah. Well, I think we should first, let's first plug those. So do you, if you have Spotify pulled up on what episodes I'll talk a little bit while you pull those up. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Um, so we, we definitely have specific episodes on like bulking 101, I think is literally what the episode is called. I have four step process to successfully start a fat loss phase. Um, that's one of my earlier episodes, maybe episode seven. Alex will figure that out here. So episode we have, seven. Yeah, great memory. Hey, okay. Episode seven is the cut episode or the episode. Episode 10 then has what directly and indirectly affects fat loss. Mm-hmm. Episode 11 is you might not be ready for a fat loss phase, which I think yeah. really ties into what we were talking about earlier with the yo-yo yeah. dieting with, you know, totally. um, episode 15, make tracking easier and quicker on my fitness pal. I think that's a really good one here. Um, Y'all just scroll at, at this yeah, point. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, just scroll. Just go, <laughs> go through. down to episode seven <laughs> and just start scrolling up. Yeah. Um, but if you want to know the basics of these processes, episode seven, it was, it's like the four step process is beginning, starting a fat loss phase. Um, and then our bulking 101 is episode like 20 something. 22. 22. Yep. Um, where we dive in more. But basically in both of these phases, in the cut phase or de- calorie deficit, the whole purpose and goal is to maintain your muscle and just lose body fat. And so you're intentionally saying, okay, how do I maintain muscle? I need a sufficient amount of protein. I need to be, you know, strength training. And then going into a bulk is where you are intentionally putting yourself in a optimal position to gain muscle without gaining a unneeded amount of body fat. You're going to gain some body fat because you're eating a surplus, but just enough in a surplus where you're not putting at some point, the amount of body fat you're, you're putting on to the muscle rate and gain plateaus out, I guess you could say, or, or dips off, or I don't know if the yeah, term I d- want to use for that. Diminishing is. returns. Diminishing return. There you go. Thank you. Um, there's diminishing returns. And so it's like, let's find that sweet spot. And so it's just not this extreme thing. You're going into a deficit, eating protein, lifting weights, being at a conservative, I do quotations because that's a relative term, um, calorie deficit and then bulking. Again, it's not like you're doing this. We talked about dirty bulk and clean bulks in the bulking episode. Um, but you're not just trying to put on a massive amount of body fat and going this extreme where you're just gaining 20 pounds of body fat in, you know, four months or something like that. And so there's just, it's less extreme. It's kind of that middle. It's kind of like your example with clients, what's the worst case scenario and the best case scenario. And then we have that middle ness to it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's just a it's a calculated and a more measured approach to yes. both cycles. And that is ultimately, in my opinion, what differentiates yo-yo dieting versus these bulking cutting cycles is yeah. you are taking a measured approach rather than just like saying effort and hoping for the best kind of thing. Right. Totally. 100%. Now I, I something I did want to add in here is it doesn't mean that you can't quote unquote lose control when you're in a deficit or in a cut or when you're bulking, like you're going to have those moments where, you know, you're, you're a human, you'll have temptations. You'll, you know, not feel like doing something. It, I think it's, I just want to make sure we specify that yo-yo dieting is like the long-term extreme of this and the bulking and dieting. There are going to be times where you're experiencing emotions where you throw things out the window or you say, I'm going to start again on Monday. But again, there's a much more, there's a strategy in place 
Um, and then as you know that you've really grown as a person in advance when you have a mess up and you're like, okay, what can I learn from this? And what can I take going forward? And where did I not prepare or what did I do wrong? And how can I better prepare for the next time? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what else we need to cover on this topic. Do you, do you know what else yeah, we need to cover? I, no, I feel like, you know, I feel like the big part of this was the yo-yo dieting of just like, cause you know, more people struggle with the yo-yo dieting than have it all perfectly down where they, they cut and bulk and do all that stuff. Like, Most people aren't doing cut bulk cycles. Like yeah. It's 99%. Honestly, yeah. You almost like started this yo-yo dieting of extremes and then getting to bulking and cutting is where is, is finding that balance. Yeah. And then I think even more finding that balance is being able to have the screw ups or the mess ups or the trial and errors and learning from that. And, and, um, once again, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of, but make it better, I guess. Uh, re, re, gosh, why can't I think of the word? Refine, refining Refine. how you do things and then being mm -hmm. honest with your efforts. And, you know, and then you dig into the mindset stuff and that's just how you really know you've grown from the yo-yo dieting to actually like being strategic and taking the emotions out of things, looking at numbers and applying logic. So yeah, um, more, more and more of my clients have been, women specifically, have been asking me, like, do you think I should do a bulk? And that gets me <laughs> so that. excited because I think for so long, women were just told, get smaller, 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 yeah. smaller, you know, for, yeah. for decades. Like, it was just yeah. get smaller at any cost. And yeah. now women are seeing more women like you, for example, like my followers reference you or my, my clients reference you. And they're like, well, oh, going through the bulk and you know, she's putting on a lot of muscle. And it's yeah. like, I know you went through a bulk. And um, so what would that mean for me? And it's like, I love that we're able to have these conversations now. And it's like the fact that people are women, especially, I think men, it's just like, that is what you know, men yeah. do. It's like the man it's, thing, it, you know, you get big, lot. right? Yeah, yeah you exactly. grow up knowing you have to eat a lot of food to get big. And so it's yeah. just more normalized for you guys. Yeah. And so seeing more women say like, I think I'm more interested in a bulk. It's so cool to see that. Cause it's like, that's where we're going to maximize muscle growth. Yeah. Just as a quick aside, I probably wouldn't go much above 200 to 300 calorie surplus per day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Above that, probably not going to be, yeah, like you said, diminishing returns for muscle growth and you're going to put on body fat at a faster rate. But yeah, I think um, one thing that I wanted to add in is just like stop looking at your dieting phases, whether that is fat loss or, or bulking. Stop looking at them as an on off switch and start looking at them as a dimmer switch. There is so much room. I love that. There, thank you. Love, sorry, love that. <laughs> it's true. It's, keep going. Keep going. I'll add my two cents to that. It's just like there's so much room for, I don't know, just I, I, I hate to say grayness, but like it's not black and white. It's not on or yeah. off. Like you are going to be living with the foods that you eat for the rest of your life. Yeah. So if you can just kind of go with the flow a little bit, allow your lifestyle, allow the seasons of change, allow your body to go through seasons of change. Maybe it's wedding season. You put on three to five pounds of body fat. Okay. You <laughs> had a great time. Like that's right. fine. Maybe you went on vacation. You put on a half pound or a pound of body fat. Brighter. We dimmed it up a little more. Yeah, you know? ex so, exactly. And yeah. then, and then you can, you can always dim it down. You can always dim it up. Like yeah. stop thinking that it's on off. It's yeah. there's a lot yeah. of room for growth here. 
Yeah. Why I love that so much is because I think a lot of people have this, like, I want to lose 15 pounds. They implement healthy habits. And once they lose the 15 pounds, it turns off. And so people see this weight loss, muscle building as an on or off switch for usually events or whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. When you decide that you want to lose body fat or change your physique in any way, and you want to maintain that for the rest of your life, it's always on. The light is always going to be on for the rest of your life, but you have control over, like you said, making it brighter, dimming it down and deciding where that's going to be. So when you decide to ultimately take a step towards your fitness goal, you're always going to be someone that's going to be active. How active? That will change. You're always going to be someone that prioritizes protein, nutrient-dense foods, vegetables, fruit, how much, depending on where you are in life, that will dim and go up and down. But you're always going to be someone that is essentially conscientious of thinking that to a point. And again, it doesn't have to be the point of you're tracking everything. It could be a season of your life is, hey, I just want to make sure that I have a protein with lunch and dinner and one vegetable and one fruit and that you've dimmed it down a lot, but that that is your perfect ambiance. You found where you want to live the rest of your life. It gives you the body that you desire, but then you also have to understand like, okay, if you're wanting to do X, Y, Z, you might need to dim it up a little bit more, but is that worth it? You know, and so you have to find that balance. So I just... That was just, gosh, the perfect. I want to say it's a it's a light bulb light bulb moment. Light bulb moment for me, literally, <laughs> but no longer a light bulb. My light bulb's on a dimmer now. It's no longer an on off switch. So that that's was really perfect. good. Yeah, good. I think let's just wrap it up there. That was great. Let's do it. Yeah, I think cool. that's. I well, think we covered guys, everything I want to uh, cover. Good. Um, if you guys enjoyed the episode, please screenshot and share it to your stories. Every little bit, it's for free for you to support us that way. Every little bit of that helps. Um, and if you have any questions from this episode, any takeaways, please, please shoot us a DM. We love to talk to you guys in the DMs about, I don't know. And again, your takeaways, what you liked, um, if you have any, you know, good critiques that you want to give us or anything to add in of how we can be better, we're always open to that too. So yeah, would love for you to uh, screenshot and tag us and say something about the light bulb or the dimmer switch. That way <laughs> yeah. people have to get about 40, 50 minutes into the podcast before they can hear about <laughs> yeah, that. We'll know that you actually really listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a light bulb on your stories or dimmer or something. If they have We'll a, know that you're a true fan. Gift for that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> cool. Well, everyone have a great rest of your week and we'll see you on the next podcast. Take care, guys. 